بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من لا نبي بعد ولا امه بعد امته ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعه بعد شريعته اما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا قوا انفسكم واهليكم نارا صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الكيس من دان نفسه وعمل لما بعد الموت والعاجز من اتبع نفسه وهوى وتمنى على الله او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام respected ulama respected elders beloved brothers no doubt we find ourselves in a period and a time of the year which is known to be the festive season where people for a little bit of madness and people for a little bit of fun people go to the extent of even losing their iman now sometimes this to us sounds very far fetched but globally due to this festivity and globally because of people trying to having have fun they actually lose their iman and this brings us to the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam riwayat is in muslim sharif where rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said sayati ala an-nas zamanun that a time will come upon this ummah and there were many prophecies that nabi alaihi salatu wasallam prophesized where he said that certain things are going to happen in the ummah and the beauty of islam the beauty of deen the beauty of the teachings of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the beauty of his advices for you and i as believers is and was and will be for the future generations to come is that allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam has told us that there is going to be a problem he has told us what is going to happen he has told us that as muslims as the time goes along what is going to be the signs of qiyama what is going to be the testing times that is going to come upon the muslim ummah but not only that that is why on the day of qiyama no person will have an excuse no believer no ummati of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam can come on the day of qiyama and say that i did not know if we look around us today and we see in our country alone and many parts of the world today we will see that ilm is widespread knowledge is widespread there are many madaris you know there are many masajid there are many places of learning the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so a person is not going to have an excuse on the day of qiyama to say that i did not know because again knowledge is widespread and in the teachings of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he did not only tell us the problem but he gave us the solution to the problem So if Allah's Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that the time is going to come and in this particular narration he mentions like I say in this period of madness and this period of festivity today if we look at the word fun and we analyze the word fun then it is synonymous to sin today that what is fun people say we are having fun then this fun today is generally synonymous to sin and doing evil and doing wrong and in this time and this day of age and this period of time in the next week we will see that people will go to that extent of having fun where people globally throughout the world different parts of the world people will even lose their iman yusbihu ar-rajulu mu'mina wa yumsi kafira 
وَيُمْسِي مُؤْمِنَا وَيُسْبِحُ كَافِرًا Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that a time will come where a person will be Muslim in the morning. He will have iman in the morning and by evening he will not have iman. He will have iman in the evening and by morning he will not have iman. So again, sometimes to us it is far-fetched. And we say that it is impossible. How does it happen? But because of putting ourselves under these situations and difficulties and trials, where in the places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has told us to abstain from, this is where we find ourselves in those positions and times where we can lose our iman. So Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us the formula as well. Has given us the way as well. He has not just told us. That is why Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may our lives be sacrificed for him. That how much he knew that is going to happen in the ummah. But how much Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's concern and worry was for this ummah. Ila yawmil qiyamah. Right till the time of qiyamah. Right till the time this world comes to an end. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had that worry and concern for you and I. That how we can be saved from the fire of Jahannam. How we can protect and save our children and our families from the fire of Jahannam. Today a person himself might not engage in this festivity or in this season of festivity. But what is he saying to his child? Go out there, have a little fun. Don't have too much fun. And expecting to put a person in the lion's den and not getting eaten. That is why the ayat of Quran that I've recited in the khutbah is very clear. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu qu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara wa quduhan nasu wal hijara alayha malaikatun ghiladun shidad la ya'suna Allah ma amarahum wa yaf'aluna ma yu'marun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs in Quran this iman that we have is something that we have to protect we have to preserve we have to make an effort upon, we have to work upon, we have to work towards so that this iman becomes protected. Otherwise, if a person does not make an effort on this iman, he does not make effort on this iman, then this person's iman can go low and this person can even lose their iman. So the beauty of deen is that Allah is teaching us. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us that one is you protect your own self. And one is you protect your family from deen as, from, you protect your family from evil and protect them from the disobedience of Allah. In this time, in this hours, in this week, in this next few days, is time where we see that the dawah of evil is being given in every society, in every corner and every part of the globe. And we have to ask ourselves as Muslims, that how much of the life, our life, do non-Muslims really follow? That if we have to say a certain person is following this way of life and they are not Muslims, yes, I'm not saying it does not happen. We might pick out a few numbers. We might pick out a few hundred or a few thousand. But six billion people on the surface of the earth ask ourselves the question that today, Allah forgive us, we are ready and we are being given the dawah. And we are being receiving every information and every invitation to following evil and doing sin. And we are putting ourselves at the forefront of it. We are following their way, but they will not follow our way. And we know in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, something to the effect. This is something that we have to take serious in our lives today. Every moment, every second, 
every day of our life is passing by and our life is being diminished. Our life is passing by. Sometimes we have this notion and of this opinion that I have to take care of my own self. I have to worry about my own self. What happens around me in society is not my problem. What happens around me in my community is the problem of the Molana, is the problem of the Sheikh, is the problem of the Ustad, is the problem of the teacher, is the problem of a certain group. And I become comfortable in that and I, you know, live my life accordingly. Whereas throughout Quran, the verses of Quran, the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us that the responsibility of a community, responsibility of our youth, responsibility of our women folk, responsibility of the adults of this ummah is upon the shoulders of every human being. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu qū anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. O oh, those who believe, save yourselves and your families from the fire of Jahannam. Save yourselves and your families from the fire of Jahannam. وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارَةِ وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارَةِ Where the fuel of that, the fuel of that becomes this human being and becomes insan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma jirna minan nar. Allah protect us from the fire. The ulama mentioned from Quran, there are two roads that a person can take in life. And again, this has an effect on a person. There are two roads a person can take in life, which has and which a person should be driving towards. Obviously, we as Muslimin and Mu'minin, we have to be driving towards the one road and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the other road. If we look at the spirituality that we speak about, when a person comes in into an environment where it is hot, then he wears less clothes. You know, he does not wear as much as clothes that he wear when it is winter. He will wear more clothes in winter. Why? Because the environment is set such and the weather is such that a person needs to dress up more warmer. So like the physical body, you know, has to protect itself. And today we take great strains and we make a great effort on protecting our physical body today. But what about the spirituality of a believer? What about the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What about the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? If we look at it today, then ulama teach us and they mention to us, they say that three things play a very important role in the spirituality of a human being. And especially in these times, and the time of festivity, the time of a little madness, the time of competing in evil and doing wrong. A mu'min is that person who has to compete in good and stay away from evil. If you look in the lives of Sahaba radiallahu majma'een, then we will see that every occasion and every time Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam looked at someone walking into the masjid and Nabawi, he says, if you want to look to a person of paradise, then look to this person. Then what did Sahaba do or a Sahabi or a particular companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam immediately went into that person's company immediately looked up at that person. What is that action that that person is doing that I can do it better? Whether it was a battle, whether it was khuruj fi sabilillah, whether it was in Medina, whether it was a youngster, a woman, an adult, a man, a male, a female, a youngster, everyone, if we look at the lives of Sahaba radiallahu then they competed in good actions and always tried to compete in good actions. A Muslim should never compete in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what this time brings. 
It brings us to a point in time where people then begin to compete in evil and do wrong. Who can do the most wrong on that one night? Who can do the most evil on that one night? Or who can do the most evil in this period of festivity? So ulama mentioned these three things which has an effect on the spirituality of a human being. One is the environment that a person finds himself in. Or the environment that a person puts himself in. If a person puts himself in a bad environment, this person is going to get swallowed up, and this person is going to get taken aback, and then he is going to do evil and he is going to do wrong. If a person puts himself in a good environment, that is why the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best of environments, if a person attaches himself to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he attaches himself to good company, he attaches himself, you know, amongst people that are pious, he attaches himself to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will definitely rub off on a person. So environment is one of the most important things that a person can put himself in, which can save himself and save his ruh, save his spirituality. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and even in today's time and day and age, when we see and we listen, you know, to people giving us different incidents that are taking place throughout the world, there are occasions and times where we see the effect of environment on a good side and on the bad side. If a person's going to put himself in such a position and a place where only evil is happening, somehow and some way he is going to take, get taken aback by. That is why in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Masjid al-Nabawi, we see that there were people that entered there upon occasions and times where they came as those who hated Islam. But when they left, they left with Iman and they left with Kalima, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The environment that we create around us, and more so and more in this time where we should be creating this environment in our homes, in our masajid, in our in localities, in our areas, so that everyone can be protected and saved. That not me alone, but my children, my family, my friends, everyone can be protected in this time from this day, this festivity, which globally throughout the world, this invitation and this dawah is given to us. We just do a little in this time. Don't worry, it is just a little bit of time and fun, a little bit of festivity. Send my child out for that one night, as if we are doing him a favor, as if we are having mercy on him. We are harming the spirituality, we are harming the akhirat of our children by allowing them to go out and engage in these festivities and this time. And again, so clear and so, you know, so clever are the West that they will not follow our path and our way. They will call it radicalism. They will call it extremism. They will give different names to it. But when it comes to their way and their path, then why is a Muslim so quick to follow? That is why from the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we come to understand, مَن تَشَبَّهَ بِقَوْمٍ فَهُوَ مِنْهُمْ When you resemble a nation, when you follow a nation, when you do the, when you do the acts of a nation, when you ride down the road of a nation, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَهُوَ مِنْهُمْ Then you will be amongst that nation, you will be part of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us and protect us from them. And the verse of Quran, فَأَمَّا مَنْ تَغَى وَآثَرَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا فَإِنَّ الْجَحِيمَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى What is the two roads that a person can walk upon? Or a person should walk upon the one only? What are the two roads? There is no middle road here. A person who rebels, who goes against the commands of Allah, 
He chooses the love of this world. He gives preference to the life of this world over the akhirat. Then the end result in the abode of this person is, Quran mentions that this person is destined to Jahannam. Allah protect us and Allah save us from that. But a believer, A believer, the one who knows that he is going to stand in front of Allah, the one who knows that he is going to present himself in front of Allah, the one who knows he is living in this world for a short period of time, the one who understands that while I am living in this world, I have to obey the commands of Allah and follow the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second thing ulama teach us is, what has an effect on our spirituality is our nafs. You know this hopes, this desire, this want to do evil, this want you know, to acquire and amass the life of this world, this one, you know, to misbehave, the, the one, you know, to go against the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person holds back and practices upon this, this is the second thing that ulama mentioned, that has an effect on a person's spirituality. The person says, his nafs encourages him, just for a little while, for five minutes. You don't have to do it for long, you're making enough salah, you're giving enough charity, you're doing enough good actions, you're giving enough sadaqah, just go out a little bit. Just go and see what they're doing. Have a little bit of fun. Do a little bit. So his nafs encourages him. And what is nafs? 13 Jews of Quran, first page. وَمَا أُبَرِّئُ نَفْسِي إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءِ This nafs, what is nafs? إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ This nafs encourages him. Encourages a person that go and do that evil. Just do a little evil. Just send the child to do a little but It's not a problem. He's only 15 years old. He has his whole life to catch up. That moment and that time of his life could be a destruction and destroy his entire life. That moment and that second that we think about. So that is why this nafs, that is why the verse of Quran says, and a believer should aspire for this his entire life and make an effort on this in his entire life. Deen is not something that we make an effort on for a day or a week or a month. It is something that we have to make effort on for our entire life. That we can never be saved. That person who tramples upon his nafs, he knows that he's going to stand in front of Allah. This person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him Jannah and Allah affords this person paradise. That is why in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, today around the world, around the globe today, the debate is that who is the most successful person? If you ask a doctor, then he will say the one who is a heart surgeon, the one who has the best profession, the one who is, you know, has reached the highest levels in that rank. If you ask a person in a different profession, if you ask a business person, he says a person who has accordingly the amount of property, wealth, he is, a, he is the most successful person. So the debate goes upon... And in that there is many ikhtilaf. There is many differences of opinion depending on the person who you are asking. He will give you who is the most intelligent person in the world. Some will say the one who has the most wealth, the one who has, you know, who has done the best. But today in that person's life, if you look at it, the more and the most he has, the more and most problems he has in his life as well. So how can there be intelligence in that? Or how can that person be the most intelligent person? But when Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked the question, and again, may our lives be sacrificed for him, 
because he looked at every group, every tabqa of people, and he gave answers accordingly. He turned the attention from the life of this world to the life of the akhirat. That is why even when Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, who was the daughter of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, came with a request, a worldly request. What was the answer of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He says, oh Fatima, can I not teach you something better? Can I not give you a gift that is better than what you are asking for? And what does he give her? He gives her a simple thing that is called tasbih fatimi that we might look in our eyes and today, but that has, you know, sometimes people might think, Allah forgive us, has no value. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam always turned the attention, you know, of sahaba, turned the attention of his family from dunya to akhirat. How much today we are spending in our life today on the attention of our children, on the attention, you know, of our families, that we are sacrificing the deen, we are sacrificing our identity of deen today, so that they can have a better life. That what the West is throwing out, out to us today, what schools are we putting our children in today, that pays the most amount of fees, but has the greatest harm to the iman of our children. Last week I spoke in our Jalsa, and I mentioned this, and I said this is something of concern. That as the ummah today, as society today, as communities today, as fathers today, as parents today, we have to really take this issue serious. Where we make mashura and we consult properly with ulama and those in deen and those who are looking up to deen and ask the question today, should I put my child in the school? Is the school beneficial to my child? That today LGBT, all these things are happening in the ummah, it's become realities. The education of this, understanding this, the harms of it, protecting our children today. This is our responsibility, my respected elders, beloved brothers. And in this festivity, in this, in this evil, in this disobedience in this time, all these things take place. All this happens today. That is why we have to really, you know, take this to heart, my respected elders and beloved brothers and ulama are speaking about it. Ulama are taking it upon their heart. But you as a parent does not act. Or you do not encourage others as well. What is going to be the condition of the ummah? Allah forgive us, it is not our intention to speak about these evils. But what is happening is the reality. That we are putting our children in these schools where tomorrow the toilets will be the same. We are putting our children in the school where your child will come tomorrow home. Which on one hand, you know, sounds funny. And sounds as amusement, sounds as a joke. But on the other hand, my respected elders, beloved brothers, it is destroying the very culture of our Islam. It is destroying the very way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A Muslim cannot hide from his identity. A Muslim cannot hide from what is wrong. We do not encourage violence. We do not encourage, you know, violence and those type of things. But standing upon the commands of Allah, standing upon the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not comprising upon the deen of Allah, is not the responsibility of my Mawlana. It is not the responsibility of the Imam Sahib of the Masjid. It is not the responsibility of the principle of a Darul Uloom. It is not the responsibility of a Tabligh Jamaat. It is the responsibility of every one of us. That we, from our homes we start. From our homes we start. And we inculcate and bring this correct environment of deen in our homes so that our children can be protected. No doubt, people are going to study, people are going to send their children to become doctors, you know, lawyers and different things. But the environment we have to be careful about. What environment am I putting my child in today that he comes home tomorrow and he says, Allah forgive us, 
And again, I do not like to speak about it. But he says to his parents, he says, listen, I'm a boy, but I'd like to be a girl. I'm a girl, but I'd like to be a boy. What is going to be the condition of that parent at that time? Who are you going to run to? Then you're going to run to the Molana. Then you're going to run to the Imam of the Masjid. Then you are going to try every avenue. But deen is so beautiful. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us the problems that is going to take place in the ummah by his prophecy. And he has given the solution to our the problem. That deen is the solution. Bring yourself on deen. Bring yourself on correct deen. Understand that deen is the only way of life. And, and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Quran and hadith is the only sunnah, is the only way of life as salvation for this ummah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help and assist us in that matter. So, وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَنْ نَفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى And he says, who is an intelligent person? What was the reply of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Simple, concise, but salvation and savior to this ummah. الْكَيِّسُ مَنْ دَانَ نَفْسَهُ وَعَمِلَ لِمَا بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ The most intelligent person is that one who tramples upon his nafs and he does actions for the life that is to come. Obviously as believers we have this firm belief that we are going to live forever when we die. The life of this world is just temporary. Hayatuka anfasun tu'addu fakullama mada minha in bihi juz'a. What does the poet say? He says that your life, your anfas, your breathing, every time you breathe and every time you are taking a breath, part of your life is being diminished. This world is not for us. The life of this world is just but temporary. The reality, the reality of death is staring down upon every person. It is a guarantee. No person can turn away from that. No person can move away from that. وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَّوْنَ أُجُورَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازْ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاءُ الْغُرُورِ The salvation and success of this human being is that if he does actions that will save him from the fire of Jahannam, the disobedience of Allah, those things that are rebelling, those things that are transgressing the limits and laws of Allah, this person does actions that will take him to Jannah, whether it is in his business, whether it is with his family, whether it is in his locality, whether it is with his social life, every aspect of the life of a believer, if he does these things, these two actions, protection from Jahannam, and actions towards Jannah, this person is a, a successful person. Faqad faz, Quran describes it as, Faqad faz, he will definitely be successful. So Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-kayyisu mandana nafsa wa'amila lima ba'd al-mawt. The most intelligent person on the surface of this earth is that one who does good actions and he tramples upon his nafs. And every day of our lives, if we keep this in front of us, that my Allah is watching me for every second what I am doing in my life, then we will do good actions and we will trample upon our nafs. This nafs all the time is encouraging a person to do evil and action. And yes, people make mistakes, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, and Allah has given us the remedies for that, that we have to try. A mu'min's two days should not be the same. The actions of today should not be the same tomorrow, it should get better, and continuously get better. And who is a ajiz? Who is an incapable person? The incapable person all the time, what he says, no, I will just do this wrong. I will just carry on following my nafs. And say, no, Allah is ghafoorur rahim. And no doubt Allah is ghafoorur rahim. 
But Allah gives the rope and Allah gives that, you know, leeway till a certain time. And let not the time come when Allah pulls that rope. And what is going to happen to this ummati? What is going to happen to this individual? So that risk should not be taken. Rather, good actions trample upon the nafs. So the first thing ulama mentioned was the environment. And in this time, environment is very difficult and dangerous. Second thing is nafs. And nafs encourages. Ammara ilassu is encouraging a person to do evil action. And the third thing in this time, day, day and age, which a person you know, should be very careful upon, is the friends and those who he associate himself with. Today are we asking our children, who is your friends? Are we looking at the friends of our children? Or do we look up to communities? Or we, do we look up to different people? My child is in a very beautiful school, so his friends are good people. Look at the akhlaq that they have there. And I've heard this many times. They say in the Muslim school, the akhlaq is terrible. This is what people say, I'm not saying this. And then they say in the schools that are, you know, termed as white schools, and they say, look at that, you know, how good the character of those boys are. Let my son associate with that boy. Today they say, if you want to ask a person, do not ask about a person. Today a person becomes you know, very concerned. My child is getting married. What, what is the condition of this person? About a person, do not ask. Do not ask him directly about himself. Look at who he associates himself with. Look at the, the friends that he keeps. Look at the companionship that he keeps. That is why Allah wasallam said, Al-mar'u ala deeni khalili. That a person is upon, you know, the deen upon his friend. فَلْيَنْذُرْ مَيْ يُخَالِلْ Then look properly to who you associate yourself with. Why? Because with that friendship, that friendship could lead you in destruction. So my child is going to go out, who is he going out with? You know, what kind of people is he going out with? What kind of friends is he going out with? This is the responsibility of the parent. كُلُّكُمْ رَائِنْ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولٍ عَنْ رَائِيَّةِ Every one of you is, you know, a shepherd and every one of you should look after your herd. Children, families is an amanat from Allah, is a trust from Allah. How we are going to look after them, Allah is going to question us on the day of Qiyamah. And I end on this note of friendship, the verses of Qur'an, you know in the 19 Jews of Qur'an, just an example to show you what could be the destiny of a person if he follows the wrong friends. Very short, I'll make it. And I'll conclude on this. Uqba bin Abi Mu'it. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he gave Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam a dawat. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Uqba, you accept Islam, I come for your dawat. So Uqba, because of the Arab hospitality, he said that how can someone refuse my dawat? So okay, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I accept your dawat. And then on that occasion, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam went and ate his meal. Later on, the news went around, look at Uqba, that he has accepted the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he has forsaken the deen of his forefathers. What is the problem with him? Ubay bin Khalf comes to him. He says, Oh Uqba, how could you do such an action? Uqba says, No man, this was just to make him happy. I did not mean that. He says, You're a liar. I do not believe you. If you are really true in what you're saying, then go and spit on the face of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What action could be more detrimental to one's life or one's existence than going to do such an evil act on the most Mubarak face to set foot on the surface of this earth. No doubt that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the greatest human being to traverse and set foot on the surface of this earth. Wallah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him many titles. 
who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen him as Habibullah, the best, no doubt he was the greatest person. This person goes to carry out the evil action to please his who? Please his friend and please the one who was taking him away from the straight path. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of this. وَيَوْمَ يَعُدُّ الظَّالِمُ عَلَى يَدَيْهِ يَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِ اتَّخَذْتُ مَعَ الرَّسُولِ سَبِيلًا يَا وَيْلَتَا لَيْتَنِ لَمْ أَتَّخِذْ فُلَانًا خَلِيلًا How evil it is and this person is going to be biting his fingers on the day of Qiyamah. And there are many more that is going to be doing that on the day of Qiyamah. Sometimes we are think we are safe from this. Sometimes that we think this does not apply to us. Quran and Hadith applies to every believer, male, female and child. Every believer has to look into Quran and Hadith, learn the lessons of those who done evil actions so that we can protect ourselves. So this dhalim is going to be biting his fingers on the day of Qiyamah. Ya laytani lam attakhid fulanan khalila. Why did I take this person as my friend? Why did I befriend such a person who led me to the wrong path and the wrong way? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to protect these things. One is the environment, one is our nafs, and one is the friends that we keep. And more so, my respected elders, beloved brothers, let us look at the condition of what is happening in the ummah, and let us protect our families and children, and let us see in what environments we are putting our children in, you know, so that they are saved. They are saved from the filth that is happening out there. And let, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to put them in correct environments. In the time of holidays, send them in jamaat. In the time of holidays, send them you know, in, in, in good company. In the time of the holidays, you know, protect them from the filth and evil that is taking place around them so that they will be protected as well. And we as Muslims and as parents know that we have done our duty. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have done our bit as Muslims how to protect our communities and societies. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallahumma, nashadu wa la ilaha anta nastaghfiruka wa natuwa.